Welcome to the quick take version of Heavy Hitter Sports. I'm your host, Mark Hogesang. Most of my episodes are interview-based and run 45 to 60 minutes. They usually involve extensive research, which I love since I'm a learner at heart. But sports runs at such a rapid pace. In turn, I've decided to sprinkle in some timely quick-hitting episodes that last no more than 10 minutes and solely feature the thoughts of yours truly. I'll still be focused on game-changing and inspirational athletes or sports moments. So let's get going. The game of tennis has entered a time of turbulent change. Serena Williams has retired, and now so too has Roger Federer. It's hard to overstate the importance of these two players to the game and sports in general. You can make a convincing case for Serena Williams being the greatest female athlete ever. She won 23 singles and 14 doubles Grand Slam titles. There are also four gold medals in her trophy case. Serena's power and athleticism revolutionized this once prim and proper sport, but her tenacity, family focus, and keen fashion sense added to her iconic nature. Her hard-fought journey to stardom compelled us all. Led by their dad, Richard Williams, Serena and her sister, Venus, rose from the hard-scrabble courts of Compton to play on the world's most hallowed courts. Serena's a generational player that simply cannot be replaced. Tiger Woods put it perfectly in an early September tweet, Serena Williams, you're literally the greatest on and off the court. Thank you for inspiring all of us to pursue our dreams. Roger Federer's recent decision to retire caught many of us by surprise. Despite his recent injuries, the 41-year-old ranks third in all-time singles Grand Slams with 20, just behind Nadal and Djokovic. It's hard to think of a more revered and well-liked superstar than Federer. Has a disparaging remark concerning Roger ever been uttered? I think not. The Swiss superstar possessed a unique combination of fierce competitive spirit and genuine graciousness. In some respects, Roger has been the ambassador for tennis during his 24-year career. Retired pro James Blake had a great quote about Roger. If you pull the top 500 tennis players in the world regarding who's best, 499 are going to say Roger. The only one who won't is Roger himself because he's too nice about it. So what lies ahead for the game of tennis without these two wonderful stars, Roger and Serena? I'll admit I'm a casual tennis fan. I'll tune in for the final stages of top tournaments, but I certainly don't live and die based on the performance of any male or female player. But like many, I'm enthralled by a five-set final between two phenomenal players, and I grew up admiring Jimmy Connors, John McEnroe, Chrissy Everett, and Billie Jean King. Having just watched the U.S. Open, my sense is that the game is still in good hands, at least on the men's side. And since I'm recording this episode on the day that Queen Elizabeth is being laid to rest in London, it's only fitting to use the changing of the guard title. The chief reason for my optimism is the amazing play of Carlos Acarez, who beat Casper Ruud in the final after triumphing in two grueling five-hour matches in the quarters and semis. The present, and clearly the future for this 19-year-old Spaniard, looks amazingly bright. Carlos is now the youngest player to ever be ranked number one in the world. Here's what one enthusiastic British tennis coach recently said about Carlos. What he offers is an aggressive playing style of Federer, an ability to grind and trade and physically outlast his opponent like Nadal, an ability to move and cover the court, and counterpunch in defense like Djokovic. But he also has the touch, the finesse, and drop shots like Murray. I guess the coach likes him. Because Acarez is Spanish, you might think that he patterns his game after countryman Rafa Nadal. But in fact, Carlos has said that he is trying to emulate Roger's style of play. 
While I may also be guilty of recency bias, I was also impressed by two other young bucks during the tournament, the 24-year-old American Francis Tiafu, who lost to Alcarez in five sets in the semis, and Yannick Sinner, who took Alcarez to five sets in the quarters. And let's not forget that arguably two of the greatest men's players of all time are still in top form, Djokovic and Nadal. Admittedly, though, losing Serena puts the women's game in a far more precarious position. Yes, there are two Americans in the top 10 ATP rankings, Jessica Pakula at number five and Coco Gauff at number eight, but there doesn't appear to be a single female player on the tour that can capture our imagination, as did Steffi, Martina, Chrissy, Maria, or Billie Jean. Although she's unranked at present, Naomi Osaka may be the only player capable of reaching such rarefied air if she can conquer her injury and anxiety struggles. To make matters worse, only three of the current top 10 are Nike-sponsored athletes. Osaka is too. I'm biased, having worked for Nike for nearly 20 years, but I would argue that it's almost impossible to reach iconic stature in tennis without being backed by Nike's marketing firepower. Almost all of the biggest names in the modern game were actively sponsored by Nike, McEnroe, Agassi, Nadal, Sampras, Sharapova, and of course, Roger and Serena. Let me share a secret with you. It is well known within the hallways of Nike that the company invests heavily in tennis due largely to Phil Knight's passion for the sport. The product sales ROI generated by tennis players simply pales in comparison to basketball and soccer stars. At the age of 84, Phil has only a modest impact on day-to-day decisions at Nike. The swoosh lacks a true tennis champion beyond Knight. I bumped into a former tennis product manager at lunch last week, and I said, hey, you must be excited about the U.S. Open performances of Alcaraz, Sinner, and Tiafu." He said, yeah, but we really don't know how to use them yet. Tennis just isn't a priority at Nike today, and that's unfortunate because the talented players that I mentioned will need valuable marketing support if their one-day hope is to transcend the game. Interestingly enough, with Federer retiring, that means only one tennis player has a signature shoe, and that's Coco Gauff with New Balance. And while both Coco and New Balance are on a nice roll, that player-brand combo can only go so far in my mind. So if tennis were a stock, would I be buying or selling? Well, I'd be buying on the men's side, but selling on the women's front. The beauty of the sport, though, is that things can change in a U.S. Open New York minute. A dynamic new player like Alcaraz or a dramatic five-hour classic match always seems to be right around the corner, and that's what keeps us tuning in. Andre Agassi said that tennis uses the language of life, advantage, service, fault, break, love. The basic elements of tennis are those of everyday existence because every match is a life in miniature. To me, this changing of the guard in tennis feels like a breakpoint. We'll know soon enough if the game's future can be even more exciting than its recent past. Thanks for listening today, and let me know what you think about this quick take format. Tune in next time when I interview Suzanne McKenzie, the dynamic founder of AbleMaid, an active lifestyle apparel and accessories brand. We'll talk about how Suzanne channeled her grief to create AbleMaid and her amazing soccer foundation in honor of her late husband, Yukawa McKenzie. I'll leave you now with one of my favorite Serena Williams quotes. I've grown most not from victories, but setbacks. If winning is God's reward, then losing is how he teaches us. <laughs>